So the time for talking is almost over. It's almost said and done. The fire was most definitely in the eyes of both fellas at the weigh-ins last night. All the signs are there. We're going to get served up a real treat. And as I recall this last preview episode at 2.15am on a Wednesday morning with a full moon shining in the window. Nerves a jingle jangling. It all pales into significance by comparison to what our man, Dennis Hogan, will be doing as he whiles away the hours and gets ready for yet another signature career win. This is going to be a brief enough episode. Not going to spend too long on it at all. Just to highlight a little bit of what we've seen, a few things that we've heard. And uh, hang on a minute. Hold on. Where were you, Skip? Where were you? What? They what? They know there's someone. Okay. Okay. What do you know? What did you hear? Oh. Okay. And uh, how bad was it? No, he didn't look like a white walker. Don't be so cruel. Come on. Okay, so... Right, Skip. You bounce, mate. Enjoy the fight. We'll catch up with you afterwards. So the word from Agent Skippy is that um, Tim has struggled at the weight. That he was... He thinks he looked like a white walker. And that uh, he was dry at the mouth. Struggled for breath. Wasn't very comfortable in the face-to-face. So, make of that, make of that what you will. We'll catch up with Agent Skip after the fight. And as I said, it is important to get a bit of crack out of this because it's a, as for all the serious matters and for all the, the high octane intensity and everything else, it's, it, it is it is important to get some fun and have a laugh at it as well. And uh, just to try and lighten the humour a little bit before we hear the first bell. For me at the weigh-ins last night, what did I think? Um, Dennis looked amped, really and truly amped, pumped. He looked a little bit more wound up than usual, but supremely focused. He looked good on the scales, maybe maybe a little bit pale, but look, it's a weight cut. There's no way of, there's no nice way of doing it really. Um, and he spoke for me the best and the most zeroed in that he's been since all this started. Uh, Tim, not quite a white watercolor, but um, yeah, he looked very drawn, definitely looked drawn. And at times it was pointed out to me when they were speaking and when they were up close, uh, he looked like he was a little bit short on breath, which would... Um, point towards maybe a tough weight cut struggling at that if that's the case Hogan isn't the opponent you want to be in with if you've struggled at a weight cut but when he was asked about it how did it go and everything else he just muttered something about it's done now so yeah who knows now we're going to follow up and just have a listen to some of the comments that were passed between the fighters I suppose you could call them um, shots at each other over the last week or so and we'll start with Tim talking about Dennis and his team. For him to leave Glen Rushton, that means one thing, and that's that means confused, not knowing what he needs, lack of chemistry. Me and my team, we don't have that. We have a 100% bond that we know that whatever happens in life and whatever happens in boxing, we always stick with each other. Only when you're confused and find something lacking, that you, you start finding excuses to, to fire your coach and to find someone else. You should have sticked with his old trainer. Interesting, Tim. Very interesting because don't have to go back too far, just as far as the Jeff Horn fight last September thereabouts. And uh, if I recall correctly, a certain Mr. Dundee Kim was jettisoned across the gap from Team Horn across to Team Zoo. Is he still there? Is he still working with you? I don't know, but was that a weakness? Was that a, an acknowledgement of, a, of a, something lacking? 
Or was it just opportunism? Or are we just forgetting ourselves again? Whatever the case may be, Dennis, clear it up for us. I had a fight contract with PBC, and that involved being in America. For my last one, Glenn could only come out one week before. All the travel back and forward. Similar thing with, with Charlo going back over and back again. I had to sit back and go, right, without me, I'm not making excuses, but I had to sit back and go, what's the determinant factor here? Well, I'm training in one place, and I'm flying to the next to fight. Why don't I go situate myself there, have a full camp, and, and beyond? Because whenever I've done that, I've won and felt great. So I had to say, look, I'm going to be in America for longer camps now. From, from my last fight, I went over. Me and Glenn shook hands and parted ways, and, and we're still friends. And I made that decision, and I started working with Wayne McCullough. I'm not 100% sure why they've opted to go down this route, but as this fight's got closer, Tim has decided to try with these... They're kind of, they're kind of pitiful. In previous fights, he's opted to focus and stay away from the petty, silly, schoolyard stuff. And this time around, it's as if maybe he just feels the need or the want or or, uh, needs a distraction of some sort. Who knows? What I do know, without going in too deep and going into too much detail, that there were big, big problems in the run-up to the Charlo fight. That uh, just to say Dennis wasn't at his absolute best. That's not an excuse. It's not anything else. It's just an acknowledgement. And that... It's very easy to poke holes and for, for Tim to talk about contracts and everything else. He doesn't have a big promotion contract. He's aligned with No Limits Boxing, who've done a fantastic job. But he's not recognised by the PBC. He's not recognised by any of the big promotional outfits. And that will have a huge bearing on any future potential world title fights. He's not just going to get a world title fight without a promoter. So that's going to be a big, big bridge for him to have to cross in the future if he should get that far. He's going to be interesting. He's a, he's a different type of style that I fought before. Similar to Jeff, but a, a bit different. So there will be things that, that I could do similar, but it's, it's going to be a completely different fight. And I know he's going to be a tough challenge. And look, he trains hard. I know that for a fact. He's thinking that this is his last hooray. <laughs> last hooray? Mate, he's recognised by the PBC. He's got representation in the States. He's, his last two fights have been on pay-per-view TV, on PBC and on Showtime. But we let Dennis clear that one up for us. I think when people are making these predictions and stuff, I don't think they, they look at my ability to adapt. And when they see me at my best, if they know I'm coming at my best, well, I truly believe I can beat anybody. That's my belief. Look, Dennis Hogan, he's, a, he's going to be a tough competitor. He's a tough fighter, but he's living in the past. He's, he keeps talking about his Mungia fight. What? When was the Jeff Horn fight? When was the um, Morgan Bone fight or Bone Morgan fight? When, like, of course they're in the past, of course. And uh, I know it's nothing to do with him, but let's not forget, it's a long time since Daddy boxed as well. I'm not looking to move as much. I'm looking to go, and I believe that I can beat him in range and at mid range. So out range is where I usually am, a bit more dominant. Catch people move, catch people move, catch him coming in. I'm 17 fights in. Who's he fought in, in his first 17 fights? Let's compare resumes. Who's he done compared to my first 17? You know, so what's had 32, 33 fights? But only last two fights are the, the ones that he's that he's fought against someone. Both of the times that he's fought, he's lost. So a loss is a loss. A win is a win. You can't sook about it. One way to to not allow that type of decisions is to not let it go decision. So win. And win convincingly that there, there's no words needed. Yep. Interesting points there by both. Uh, Dennis will, will 
look at the style and the tactics in a few minutes. But Tim just finished up there with his point as in don't let it go to the cards. That's fine when you're fighting fellas like Vaughn Morgan. That's fine when you're fighting fellas that uh, like uh, what was it, Fernandez, I think, that just uh, he jumped on the floor and stayed down. He didn't bother getting back up. He didn't get hit. And then Tim claimed in the interviews afterwards. So it's fine when you're fighting people like that who are just turning up for a paycheck. But when you're fighting credible opponents, and you're talking about Nanaka, you're talking about Jamie Weech, you're talking about Jamie Kelly, people like that, they're coming to win. They're coming to fight and they're coming to win. So their opponents meant that you will figure out when you get to face somebody at that level. And this will be your very first time. Oh, that's just a little flavour of how the um, sniping has been going over the last couple of days. And it got, got a little bit worse, but nothing major. It has erupted in an argument last night. If you remember the previous episode I've done, I did predict that there would be something tried somewhere late in the day. And, and they have tried to do it, but they're messing with the wrong fella. They, I mean, I'm, I, know I'm, I, know, I know I'm coming across the but he, he's not desperate. He's not here as a last chance saloon. He's not here relying on the goodness of, of Tim Zhu or Team Zhu. People are under the ideology that Zhu picked Dennis. It's the other way around. This fight, the minute the fight in America didn't happen, this is the one that we wanted. This is the one that was picked. This is the one that they've got. So it's it's a it's a very, very good fight. It's an evenly matched fight. I just think we're going to have a look now at the styles, how we think it might go and then we'll finish up with just a couple of messages from some people who I suppose reached out and just wanted to send our best wishes to Dennis. Going to talk about the style of each fighter and how it's likely to unfold as we go through it. Um, How do I see it playing out? I expect Tim to try and force the pace early, try and land some big shots. Uh, He's he's said that he wants it's going to be brutal he's contradicted himself nothing really has been consistent that he's been saying he said that he wants to be brutal he wants to be devastating he wants to get him out there and then later on he'll say that he's going to take his time and um, I, I'm not really sure I'm not, but I do know that he will try and force the fight early on I'd be surprised if he doesn't try and get that jab going uh, he'll need to get the jab going it's going to be a big big part of this if, he can, if he's to have any success with Dennis um, his movements and attacks tend to be they're predictable so he, he comes forward he's got a good double jab and off the back of that double jab you're going to see the big right hand coming across all the time just watch as he throws that right hand he tends to drop it a little bit you just see him kind of telegraphing it just a level ever so slightly two big big areas to watch for if you're looking for an opening for our man which um, I think will be anyways I'm, not, I'm just going to leave it at that when, he, when the opponent goes at him, when, say when Dennis goes to him and forces him back, he pulls back and he comes back straight away. His hands will be held high, but they'll be open. His hands will be up, they'll be almost at the peekaboo at the side of his head, but there'll be enough of an opening for him to be shot. And the body is absolutely wide open. Wide open. And uh, that's an opening for Dennis to, to damage. When he attacks, then he's open. He's, he's very, very reckless when he does attack. His defense is not good at all. He's wide open. Um, for an educated, cultured and experienced operator like Dennis he'll find those openings as I said, just look at some footage look at some of the, even against the one-sided wins he's had when he's coming forward the amount of holes that are in there are frightening Dennis Hogan, we know the style little bit of change with maybe Wayne but nothing massive, he's worked an awful lot on his defence done a little bit of catching a little bit of cross guard stuff whether it's implemented in this one or not I don't know for certain look for the broken rhythm style the pressure 
He'll uh, close the gap and manages the distance extremely well. He's elusive. He's got a really, really good chin. He's fit. Um, and he creates horrible angles for, for opponents. He's in, he's out. He's not coming back and forward in straight lines. He's in and he's out at different angles. He's pivoting. He's, he, he, he's very, very elusive and frustrating for anybody to fight, especially somebody with the lack of experience like Tim. Some people, a lot of people this week in Team Zoo are willing to willing to gamble on the fact that he's got no power well let's see let's just see because he had enough to operate at super heavyweight and he had enough he had enough to get Munguia's respect he had enough to get Charles respect are you telling me are you telling me for a split second that Tim has the same power and the same offense that Jamie Munguia had are you is that what's no no, no. So look, he does have enough, and, and 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 I don't believe for a second that they believe that either. For me, Dennis is going to start smart. He's going to be clever. He's going to force Sue to miss. He might find himself a round or two down. Uh, don't forget the crowd in in Newcastle probably going to be quite casual. You're not looking at a Monterey crowd or an American crowd where they're they're intuitive, where they're they're boxing purists. You're looking at a go a lot of people. I'm not saying all, but a lot of people who will have bought all the fox and the, the Brad bullshit so um, expect them to be oohing and aahing and getting a bit excited as they see these shots winging from, from the back of the back of the stadium they just just watch don't 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 um, believe everything you're seeing or everything you're hearing watch to see what you hear what happens when that non-purist crowd then sees their fella under pressure when they see him missing when they see him stumbling and falling around and looking a little bit foolish what happens when things aren't going as they were told they're going to go when he's not landing we saw how it happened to a really really educated fundamental crowd in Monterey they went quiet which unearthed and really really moved Jaime Munguia and it unsettled him so what's it going to do then to a fellow who has as I said little or no experience and as the fight progresses then I'm I'm not there's, there's a lot of different openings and a lot of options there's, Dennis is going to adapt he's proven in his fights against top level opposition as I said I'm not talking about Charo I'm not just talking about Munguia there's fights against Jimmy Kelly where he's had to learn there's fights against Jamie Weech where he had to learn and I did hope to speak to all those guys this week but there's been some woeful technical difficulties here uh, I was due to speak to Mercedes Taft tonight and to Mick Zirafa but it's just not worked out for me it just hasn't we've run out of time and I've run out of uh, options as I said with Thank you, Vodafone, for, for, for nothing, shall we say. But um, the last point I'll say, watch for the usual zoo double jab and right hook when he's coming over. Look for Dennis to slip inside that and bang to the body, hard. Bang to the body with the left hook, which is always open for wide open for it. And then bang to the head with the overhand right. He can he can slip and move. He, he's very elusive, very fast, very fit and very quick. Very, very sharp. And for all that, he's going to have to be defensively conscious he's going to have to be defensively responsible he can't go in reckless he can't be just hitting and hoping and, and, and coming back in and out in straight lines because there's no doubt about it Tim Zhu has enough in him he has got enough in his arsenal to cause serious problems for Dennis Hogan and, and let's face it to beat Dennis Hogan so we need to see Dennis at his absolute best it's a long time since we've seen him fully fit peak performance and absolutely jumping out of his skin and I believe you're going to see that tomorrow the one little niggling thing that's in the back of my mind a couple if I'm being honest one is the fact that of course Wayne can't be there 
which would absolutely head off to pass any sort of shenanigans and bullshit games because <laughs> one thing the Australians love is uh, they get starstruck very very quickly and uh, shout out to Kev Bourne he says uh, he had a, he had a more uh, colourful way of putting it but they um, yeah, they just love their stars and a fellow with the actual credentials and the track record and the accomplishments of Wayne would would be enough in most cases just to, to, to put them off but look that's not doubting any of the lads that are there they will be without a shadow of a doubt not found wanting in any department when it comes to putting their man first and the other slight little thing just a little thing in the back of my mind is the one constant we've seen in any surprise fights surprise results or anything else is that a one constant has been inactivity and it's not saying that I'm thinking that and it's not saying it's an excuse or anything else I'm just it's just a little it's like a little uh, exclamation mark it's just a little almost just a wondering think not to self or whatever else it's like a doodle on the corner of a page and it's just something that I've, I, I'd be silly not to wouldn't I I promised I wouldn't keep this one too long and I won't I'm going to finish up with a couple of messages here first one Niall Kennedy has boxed with Dennis he's known him pretty much all his boxing career and almost all his life and he had a chat with me earlier on, talked about his fight recently and getting the demons put to bed and then what he knows of Dennis and what he expects for this fight. And last but not least, I'm going to finish up with a message from the Derry Destroyer, John Duddy, based in New York, was uh, in touch with me earlier on. Larry Friars has been in touch, uh, Eamon King Kane has been in touch, there's been a lot of people in touch with me over the last few days just wishing Dennis well and willing him on to, uh, to a win which is absolutely going to catapult him on to the next level of his career. But, uh, Finish up with those two messages. How are you keeping, Nyland? Thanks a million for taking time to talk to me. Um, yeah, good. Uh, like, like you said, a lot of soul searching, but thankfully, um, I fought a few demons today. Just had a woeful bad run of luck, didn't you? There was the hand and everything else. I guess when the fight came along, it was it was probably nearly impossible not to take it. Wasn't yeah, well, look, the COVID had sort of made notice for fights in short leaves and, and the opportunity for fights is far and few between so you start to have to jump at these opportunities and we felt Babbage was far too big of an opportunity I've had a couple of things that unfortunately probably ages and has done but these things happen and I'm happy I'm very healthy at the minute and all the injuries seem to be behaving themselves more importantly we have a man in the ring this week you lads have been mates for a long time, haven't you? You're going back a long time. Oh, yeah, since we're... Well, the mad thing about Spike, myself, Dennis, we're all around the same age and we've evolved on each other, we've evolved growing up. As 11, 12-year-olds, me boxing with um, Corey Boxing Club and Dennis. I, I'd have I'd known Dennis very well. I'd have been very friendly in the whole way up. He'd have boxed with Shami Bond and Peter Clifford out of Grange Con and I'd have boxed in their tournament against Keith Clifford and our, our Glenn Clifford, sorry, Keith's yeah, younger yeah. brother. And we'd have had fantastic relationships, to be honest with you. Like, we'd have been very friendly. The two clubs would have been very friendly. And Dennis is just, he's someone that I've enjoyed company. I, I love talking to him. I love, I love the transition he's made in his life, the way he's turned his whole life around. He's just, I think Dennis Hogan is a is a book waiting to be read, and he's just a fantastic person, like and and an unbelievable fighter. He's like you know that man, that man is tough, he's tough. Like as an amateur, he boxed 
a dry heavyweight like people wouldn't understand that but he, the man was walking around about 83, 84 kilo and was solid at it like now he would have he was unlucky at the time but Kenny Egan would have been the main man in the country like Joe Ward is the only man to have ever humbled Kenneth like mm. so you know it, it's no mean feat that Dennis was losing to that man and that would have been the only man really in Dennis's way Probably that's probably a blessing in the size because Dennis went and started out with a couple of his own issues and moved to Australia and turned his life around and now he's a he's a light middleweight and I watch a super welterweight I think they call it and he's he's one of the best in the world. He should arguably already be a world champion and he definitely won that fight and you know so he it's it's his time I believe this fight. I was chatting to a fella in Australia there yesterday, Vinnie Fallen, and we were chatting. We got one of the things, the topics that come up was the symbolism and the, the how how much it means. To, and you you can attest to this, Niall, from fighting in Boston. And and the people, if they haven't witnessed it, it's 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 hard to fathom at times, isn't it? The passion and the love that there is when when Irish people are away. Oh, it's huge, Come here. It's it's unbelievable. I won. Um, my New England fighting in Boston and against Alexis Santos and those times in that fight it was me on my first ever ten rounder those times in that fight where I doubted and said massively to be Irish fighting away from Ireland it's like you're more Irish or something yeah. I don't know anyone that's there is more vocal that they love to, to, like they embrace you completely like you know sometimes at home some of our closest friends can even, it's not that they'd like to see you do bad, but that you know, there's a, a big grudgery in our own nation that we don't have when we're away from home, unfortunately. And it's, it's amazing, and I know Dennis has embraced that completely in Australia. I know TJ Donnelly, a very good friend of mine as well, and like the following the lads have in Australia. He's, he's created a niche for himself, and, and look, proper order, the man is such a gentleman, and People that wouldn't know Dennis Hogan is genuinely could not sit down and speak to a more yeah. likable fella and just a really, really good, good human being. If you were to look at the fight tonight, and I know you you were saying earlier on in the message, what what way do you what way would you see it going and would you like to see it going and, and um how do you see it going playing out from? I back Dennis against anybody in the world and I believe like I said earlier, I think this fight has come to Jones for, for Zoo or however you pronounce it. But um, I will say that I, I can understand why Dennis is a massive one of those. If you watch Zoo against Jeff Horn, yeah. who's uh, one of Dennis's main sparring partners, he, he sort of he, he trumped him in every category that you know he. He bet in boxing, he bet in fighting, he bet in cross, he bet in my distance. So, I did both looking at that fight. I think Jeff Horn made horrendous mistakes that I don't believe Dennis will. And um, I felt Jeff Horn jumped in and fell over yes. with his a lot. Big time, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think Dennis will do that. And um, I think that, I think Zoo is very hateable. He's the fan. His, his defense is his will and his strength to be honest with you. His hands are very high and keeps him very high but very open, like it's very punchable. 
is open to the body. Um, I think that the key to Dennis in this fight would be to keep the distance, be very clever, which like very similar to the Mungia fight. Box that range, kick him off, and then when, and I will like it will definitely get to mid distance or close range at some point. Dennis has to make sure he punishes him, and yeah. I think, I think Sue is more punishable with basic stress, stress forward, punching straight up the middle, and he'll lean in maybe to uppercuts as well, but like, like, it's a very winnable fight, but he, like, it's very understandable why he is an underdog, like Sue is, he's ferocious in his approach, he's, uh, he looked against Jeff Horn like he had, he hadn't even left second gear, third gear, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, at long distance, I think Dennis's hand speed would be a big issue. But at close distance, he was a very, very, very good body puncher. Yeah. And I think he sort of sucked the wheel out of Jeff Horn. Yeah, and I think there was a lot no of... Dennis, no one Dennis, as long as I do know him, though. Um, I don't think he gets the credit for his punching power. Like Dennis is a strong man and, and a very big, very big, like middle super welter, or whatever you want to call it. And I think that if they exchange, and if it looked like you were saying to me even that Sue looked very stuck on the way, if Sue is under pressure with that way, Dennis will hurt him and he will make him feel it and he'll hire a lot quicker. And Dennis's partnership now with Wayne McCullough, like, the only thing you can say about Wayne McCullough is my favourite ever professional boxer somewhere in Barham, possibly Steve Collins, but, like, Wayne McCullough threw punches in bunches. Yeah. So if Dennis has upped his work rate, up, well, not his work rate, upped his punch output, it's like, I think it's going to be an unbelievable fight. This fight, in my opinion, if, the, if it's go Dennis's way, he's to make it very, very boring and frustrate yeah. Sue early and make Sue make mistakes coming forward, just punch holes in him. And then I think when Sue realizes after five, six rounds, this isn't going the way I want it to go, he'll get sort of reckless and he'll come forward. And it's at that point that Dennis's sheer power and strength, like the man was a very heavyweight, yeah. that he will, he will hurt this man and, and hopefully take it down the stretch but look there's lots of ifs and buts yeah. but that's, that's how I believe he's best to know boy Wayne McCullough knows far more than me Dennis himself knows far more than me so I'm sure they're prepared to the max this is I don't believe it's his biggest fight I don't believe I think he's he's destined for bigger fights but right now it's his biggest fight you know I mean this fight sets up the big fights. So it's the biggest fight in Australia for God knows how long. So um Dennis this this is his this is his go to moment right now and it's his Mongia fight again, it's that sort of a team and he'll have no doubt going into the ring there. What a way to finish. What a way to close it out. For me now it's um it's gonna be it's it, it's unusual. All I can say is it's weird because I get I get excited about fights all the time, big ones, especially including Irish fighters. But anything that's involving these fellas, it's it, it's hard to describe. And and some people might just 
laugh a little bit or some people might, mightn't understand it but as the saying goes when you know you know um, I've worked with Dennis I've talked to Dennis I've oh so many times so many times off the air about stuff that just life where he's explaining and helping and just just being a friend just being a mate and uh, the same with his team with Paul the same with Wayne the same with uh, people it, it's 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 special you know and, and for this to be a fight I've believed from the day one that when this fight was made it's a winnable fight for Dennis that if we see the best Dennis we see a win for Dennis and, and I'm going to stick with that He's um, no matter what way the go, fight goes on on um, Wednesday night for all my messing for all my tongue in cheek and for all my uh, comments I, I've got massive respect for, for Tim Zoo for of course for his family name and of course for his promotional outfit who have done a phenomenal job a phenomenal job and when you watch the crowd there tomorrow night and see and remember what it's like all I can do is wish my man the absolute best and, and uh, it, it doesn't even seem enough it's um, it's it's a huge fight for him but he, he's big enough and able enough for any of those occasions and I believe I genuinely believe we're going to see a special performance from Dennis Hogan just reminding everybody that there's a bit of fighting the old dog yet thank you so much for listening over the last couple of episodes for bearing with me throughout these technical difficulties um, to before the fight to Shannon to Mick Zarafa to people that I just didn't get to I'll explain it when I'm talking to you. Hello Dennis, how you doing? John Dory here. Just want to wish you all the best in your big up and coming fight. We're all behind you. Keep the flag flying high and go do the business. Take care and all the best.